This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dread it. Run from it. Your destiny awaits all the same. A marquee electric week five matchup at the Razor between the offensively inept, defensively capable New Orleans Saints and the offensively inept, defensively capable, but also kind of injury riddled new england patriots on cbs kevin harlan on the call plug in heart let's ride i mean this is gonna be something it's it's a football game and we're gonna talk about it for a couple minutes better or worse than the jets game will this game be honestly i i all right all right hey it's the six rings and football things pat saints preview week five Today, we'll preview the game for you. FanDuel Sportsbook, bet of the week. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Hart and I will have our wages later. We're more up than down, more plus than minus on the season, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. Then in the back half, Hat has a chat with uh, Andrew Callahan, our buddy from the Boston Herald, uh, as I've come to know the uh, newspaper and publication he works for. A quality chat talking about could this be a season in the balance, a lost season. What's going on with Mac and Bill and so much more. So we thank Andrew for his insight. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Tomorrow on the pod, we speak with our old pal, uh, former Patriots uh, coverage guy himself, Nick Underhill, who's now crushing it down in New Orleans for his website. Uh, think of uh, think of it as a Boston sports journal that has fun. It's neworleans.football. So we'll have our behind enemy lines preview tomorrow with Nick Underhill. Uh, but Hart, we steer into this one right now. One and three, the Saints. Are the Saints, what are the Saints? Two and two on the season? I didn't even bother yes. looking. Yeah. Two so, and two. Yep. Uh, they lost last Sunday, 26 to nine, 26 niner, uh, with a dinged up Derek Carr at home against uh, Baker Mayfield and the suddenly hot, surging Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have at three and one somehow seized control of the NFC South. Must be nice. Of course, it must also be nice to actually have like elite receivers, uh, a defense that's healthy, 
a quarterback that can make throws on the run. Um, I'll take Bill Belichick over any of their coaches, but uh, yeah, I mean, Todd, if you don't think Belichick's better than Todd Bowles, I'm not sure how much else we have to talk about right now. (laughs) All right. Stop it. I see what you're trying to do. I'm just not watching. Can't see the smirk on Hart's face. Don't fall for the bait. Don't take the little meat hanging out, the little cookie on top of the trap. Don't do it. What have you done for me lately? Well, he hasn't hasn't done much, although he'd like to tell you that what you have to look forward to and reasons to take heart in the season ahead are the first three games. You know, where the Patriots lost two of the games and then beat a very mediocre team in the rain by five and almost lost on a Hail Mary. By a there, fingertip, uh, a Randall tip. Cobb. But lost by they uh, lost by they won by a cob tipper a cob yep. tipper after the cob flop there was a lot of cob there a lot of cob I've, we've all been taking the cob <laughs> like easy we've all been easy cob. easy we're not all doing right that. so basically Family program. In thinking about this one previewing this game heart um right now uh the current spread and again we'll get to our bet in a couple of minutes but the current spread it opened at Patriots plus one and a half and I think on last Sunday six rings and six rings post game show I said what business do the Patriots have being a favorite over anyone at this point, given their health and the history, the short history of their play this season. And then when you look back to last season, which this season sadly kind of mirrors thus far, well, turns out that the sharps, Vegas, the books, etc., caught wind of what we were talking about. Cause it has shifted from Patriots minus one and a half to Patriots getting a point. They are a dog at home. Again, three home games on the young season three games where they are a dog. I mean, how many different slings and arrows must Robert Kraft suffer before he speaks out with great rage and furious anger? You, you're a dog at home, not to the Eagles, not to the Dolphins. You're a dog at home to a Saints team that got blown out by Baker Mayfield's Bucks last week. That's who you're a dog to. Now, some of it... With a one-armed quarterback. A one-armed quarterback. I think some of it is a balancing of the money here. The The... The Patriots are toxic right now. I don't think anybody wants to bet on the Patriots. Like, it's just not. So I think there's a little bit of that. But also, you earned it. You got embarrassed on national TV. You, you're you're questioning your quarterback. You're questioning your coach. You're questioning your future. Sad part is, if you look at what the Saints did last week, one of the strangest teams you will ever see. Alvin Kamara had 13 catches, averaging 2.5 yards per catch. 13 that's a, that, catches. That's, that's a Ramondre. I, yeah. I, I'd almost rather the Patriots mimic what the Saints tried to do last week because Derek Carr with his, what is it, the AC joint sprain, yep. I believe it is. Yeah, that's yep. supposedly pretty pretty painful. Uh, I I almost wish the Patriots would take a Saintsian approach, if you will, uh, and get the ball into Ramondre's hands 10 times and see if you can make something happen because maybe, just maybe, with some of the reinforcements that have come off the injured reserve, I believe it's Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, and Riley Reef returning to practice. Jack Jones and Championship. Taquan, Jack Jones, fire up your duck boats. Jack Jones and Taquan Thornton, wherefore art thou? Enough with your inner, in, you know, Instagram stories. Uh, look yeah. at my gloves. Look at my shoes. When are you coming back? ASAP. What does that mean? As soon as I can. Is that this week? I don't know, bro. So now we're left to we're left to wonder who will lead the charge on offense, and can the recently reacquired J.C. Jackson fill in adequately? in their blanket coverage of the dynamic and deadly Chris Olave, their leading receiver, who through four games uh, only has 306 yards receiving on the season. 
This is a fun little one right here. As far as the uh, New Orleans rushing attack goes, Andy, who's their leading rusher? Uh, I don't know. Derek Carr. Uh, no, I, I, it's a quarterback. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Now, remember, Kamara 101 yards. Ended, so that, that, um, yeah, no, but Jamal Williams, who they signed in the offseason away from Detroit, he's been banged up. He's only played two games. Uh, you got the, uh, the legend of Tony Jones, Kendra Miller. So they don't have much of a rushing attack. I mean, I this like is Miller sort Light. of, is this a little bit of a, is this another one of those Spider-Man meme games? Is this another Absolutely. cruel mirror game? Like you kind of suck. You kind of suck on offense. No, you kind of suck on offense. Hey, you're kind of good on defense. Hey, you're kind of good on defense. Hey, weren't you a team? Yeah. Did you know these? Are, I don't know why you're down on this matchup. This is a marquee matchup. Since 2006, no one has won more football games in the National Football League than the New England Patriots. Since 2006, the fourth most wins in the National Football League, the New Orleans Saints, two top five teams from the last 20 years matching up Sunday afternoon, one o'clock, Gillette Stadium. We'll sell you your whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Uh, sounds like someone is suffering from an extreme case of living in the past-itis. Glory Andy, days. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, Looking just at the here and now, Pats oh, can't wait, get their passing. They also both had Hall of Fame quarterbacks who used to be really fun to watch who would throw for like 4,500 yards and make lots of plays and be really good. And, and finish their careers in the NFC South. Yeah, that that's yeah. true. Super Bowl that's winners, true. Hall of Famers. Yeah, no. I did a uh, phone hit with, uh, speaking of former Saints quarterbacks, Bobby Bear this week. Um, Bobby Bear, where's he Where is he now? He's on the radio somewhere. Somewhere, Hebert. Um sure. He, um... He was an interesting guy to chat to. I don't know if he was drunk or had CTE, but it was interesting. Yeah, he sounds like the kind of guy, or he just may be like, he just may be like naturally Cajun wild. He could have been that. It definitely, there yeah. was a little bit of the coach from uh, Waterboy. Right. You, oh, yeah, yeah. Bring it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'll just choose. Go, Tiger, go Tigers. What? He's here. What did he say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, he's, he's, a, he's a little bit of a wild card. What did he have to say about the state of the Saints? Because obviously... Anyone and everyone that we could talk to uh, regarding the Patriots has the same thing to offer. It's even almost kind of hard to find people in the diehard Foxborough faithful right now that'll tell you the season's going to turn around. Don't you worry about it. Like my time on EEI this week, I'm sure yours has been the same as well. A lot of people were not at, you know, like people with angry fists raised in town square, you know, demanding Belichick and Mac Jones be brought to the guillotine or at least locked in the stocks, but it's getting close. It's really getting close. Like I was watching a video beforehand of Julian Edelman on the Ryan Rosillo podcast from the ringer podcast network. And Edelman was, and he's no admitted fan of Mac Jones or so it seems, but he was reading Mac Jones, the riot act. Like doesn't matter how bad your offensive line play is. Doesn't matter who your receivers are. You can't make excuses. And you can't be making high school level throws across your body, across the field, pressing, trying to do more when less only seems the available option. I, I so that leads me to ask this: What kind of Mac Jones do you think we're going to see Sunday? Conservative, and and you can win this game conservatively. I talked about it with our buddy Mike Cadlick when we recorded the Cadlick's crucial clashes elsewhere on the Six Rings. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, check it out. That's a, that's I know it's the alliteration, um, but this is a game where you can punt, you can go three and out four times in a row and still be in the game. And and I, I think I'm Matt predicting right now. I'm calling it right now. Book it, everybody. Sunday on the Six Rings post game show, 
high atop Andy Hart's thumbs up, thumbs down for the game. Bryce Barringer. Absolutely. He should be. Even though he's not very high atop the net or gross ratings uh, rankings in the National Football League, he's actually down near the bottom of the league when you rank punters based on their yardage. Um, he sort of has done his job, and he'll be asked to do his job again. But I think Mac, coming off a game where everybody said it was either uncharacteristic decisions or he tried to do too much or he didn't play within himself, didn't play within the offense, ho however you wanted to word it, mm -hmm. he – Made poor decisions, poor throws, late, off-platform, everything that he's not supposed to be as a quarterback. He is going to rein it in. He's going to be conservative, Mac. And I think you will see some good and some bad from that. But I, he can't turn the ball over. He just can't. Like, that's the story of this game. And I think, therefore, you will see a really um, conservative, slow-starting, but that's fine because I think unless the defense falls apart with – whatever they're going to do for Judon and whatever they're going to have in the back end, mm -hmm. you're going to have a chance to win this game in the third and fourth quarter. Just make sure you don't lose it once again in the first and second quarter, the way they've done this season against the Eagles, against the Cowboys with mistakes and turnovers and holes. So Mac said it a lot yesterday, terrible press conference, by the way, like what a waste of my time listening to that man speak. Um, and some podcasters are like, yeah, that's how I feel about you. Well, then don't download the podcast. If you don't want to listen to me, go screw yourself. Anyway, if you like listening to objective, Jeez, Patriots talk, I, well, is, can, is my, can I go from Nick Stevens to collateral damage? Can I just change my name now? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, who, who are you, Andy, to say a guy wasted your time talking? Well, Mac, I don't believe Mac said a genuine word yesterday in his press conference for 10 minutes 12 minutes whatever the hell it was it was just repetitive annoying and it's fine I understand he's kind of it's performatory like he's got to get up there and say I'm just focused on this week and I gotta stay within the play and each play oh, it's has its perfunctory own bullshit don't get me wrong it, it is, is it is absolutely like I'm it's like I'd be happier if Mac just came out and toyed with us had fun with the fans with the media and the like and was just like guys honestly I'm just here so I don't get fined absolutely and, Dude, and be honest say it. I, I, we'd all laugh and just be like that's cool hey or at least it would be honest and like i remember that game long time ago tom brady walked off post game and said mom told me if i didn't have anything nice to say to not say anything at all and he left the post game podium and that was like that was his message from the game mm -hmm. um which again i don't necessarily praise that either because i do think part of the job is taking the heat standing up there and but, but brady took the heat for the better part of 20 years well there wasn't a lot of heat as he would say there weren't a lot of lean times as he as, as coach belichick on things weren't exactly thin around here uh, they're, they're thin now very very thin they are, the they, thin, are they are they are refugee emaciated right the, now the line between you and winning and the you and keeping your job is very thin um but to circle back to mac if you're not criticizing mac this week then you have no credibility because that was a hideous performance last week. That Correct. was the bottom of the barrel. And I, I admit that. The bottom of his barrel in the NFL, that was it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you'll see that again. I don't think you'll see a lot of that. The question is, what do you see? Is he is he rising? Is the barrel filling up? Or is the bunghole uncorked and it's just pouring out the side and the everything's falling apart? Because you need to win this game. I don't know what we, we've done. Must win, got to win. He can't lose to the Jets. One and all four these is, I don't care. You are, that's it. Yep. Goodbye. See ya. That's it. That's all, that's all folks. No, no gimme win out in Vegas, even whether it's Jimmy GQB or Aiden O'Connell. We know Belichick's record against former assistant coaches, no matter uh, what the mistakes, what the stakes, et cetera. You come home for Buffalo. Then you have to go to Miami. Like, 
you don't get this game right and win this and then go on the road with a little confidence uh, and a little, a little giddy up in your step next week in Vegas. You don't go to Buff. You don't come home for Buffalo at three and three. You could easily be looking at just after Halloween. You could be looking at two and six. How's that? How's that? How's that feel? How's that smell? Yeah, it'll smell like Celtic season. What Seriously, like New everyone <laughs> jokes. There's plenty of replies on the X tweet machine like, yeah, when Celtic season start, Bruins drop the puck next week. A lot of that, a lot of that humor, a lot of those replies, you know, people say, I'm just joking. But like that awkward humor comes from a place. It comes from a place of like disgust or discomfort, dissatisfaction, a lot of DIS words. Pats fans are unhappy now. Like I'm going to try to get to the stadium Sunday a little extra early just so I can maybe grab a little audio to share on the station and for us with the post game show, just talking to like, tell me, how do you really feel? Like I want unfiltered true responses from Pats fans. How do you really feel? Yes. I know nobody had it better for 20 years to borrow it from the Harbaugh brothers. Like who had it better? Nobody. However, you're now in the fourth year of life after Brady. And can you point to show me on the doll where this is all improving? What did we have to really look forward to? I think a lot of Pats fans would rather they just like pull the Band-Aid and just like, you know what? Give me Bourne and Douglas and Thornton and Booty, and I don't need to see Juju or Parker or anyone else who looks like they're running in mud the rest of the season. Like, just sling it. Have fun with it. And you know what you're going to see Sunday? Like, you, what you're going to end up seeing is a team that's afraid to lose that's going to play ultra-conservative, I bet you Mac has an over 70% completion percentage on Sunday because all of his passes are going to be two to 13 yards tops. Now, my fear is that the saints are going to realize, okay, we, we don't have much of an offense, but they are going to jump all over this. And if you got, if you got any guys like Lattimore who sniffs something out or the honey badger jumps a route because they've just done what Dallas did last week. I mean, Deron bland, when he had two interceptions, Andy, he said, we watched the tape. It wasn't yep. that hard to defend them. Yep. And you you didn't get what I was hoping to get this week. It's funny because you mentioned it earlier, the lists, guys, and ooh, Riley Reef and Cody Davis are practicing. Um, I don't give a rat's ass. I wanted to hear Jack Jones and Tyquan Thornton are practicing. Not that mm-hmm. not that either is, you know, the second coming of Deion Sanders or freaking Michael Haynes or anything, but Jack Jones, they both, first of all, as you noted, insinuated that they would be practicing this week and get starting the clock on their return. But right. more importantly, as you just said, do I feel great about Tyquan Thornton? No, but maybe he can be a spark. Maybe he can make one play down the field that feels like it ignites something or opens up Hunter Henry over the middle or gives Ramondre Stevenson a little. You never know where that little little spark is going to be that can make right. things better. And right. somebody just breaks free and all of a sudden goes for 37 yards and the offense starts picking up momentum and Trent Brown is flexing on the pile and the crowd is actually yeah. excited and awake and they're basking in the autumn they sunshine. Need they need they something desperately need it. somehow. And, you know, maybe Demario Douglas could be that guy. Um, our guy Terp, our tremendous producer mentioned as we were coming in, like, you're a team where one of your best plays all year, maybe your best play all year is a 58-yard touchdown by your third blocking tight end. Like, ugh, like you need some fun plays, some take, you know, just break the seal and, and maybe some good momentum can start. So that's the one I would circle. Maybe Demario Douglas gets mm-hmm. a shot. He has shown a little spark. Pretty much every time he's been on the field, he's shown some sort of little spark. 
Maybe and yet he got 24% of the offensive snaps last week. Yeah. And he's still, because you haven't quite turned the page toward, I just let all the young guys play and play for the future and all that. But I also don't know why you haven't. Consecutive weeks, Devontae Parker was like 75 and 80% play time. And Juju the first week was like 75%. You're not getting anything out of it. You're, you're getting nothing out of those veteran guys that you've decided are supposed to be your top two or three receivers with Kendrick Bourne. At some point, you got to find something somewhere, and that's – and again, I don't know if this is the week because they may not feel the need to find something somewhere this week. It may be, let's just take a breath. Let's just get mm -hmm. back to the basics, and let's just score 18 points, and that'll be enough to win this game or whatever that may be. But it may not be enough to entertain me, and it may not be enough to make me feel better about the team win, lose, or draw on Sunday. Correct. Uh, I, I – I think the world is in on this being a low scoring affair. Take the under. If, if you wanna, if you wanna try to flex on them, wait till next week till you go out to Vegas, baby. Make that your little revenge game against the Raiders against Josh. A little homecoming game with Jimmy GQB. This you week you just Raiders have to stay ridiculously stay, expensive. Stay within yourself. Raiders games are expensive. Yeah, which I yeah I, I was there last. I was there last. Don't forget, I was there last year on my wife's birthday. For the Chandler Jones, and uh, that's a whole, geez, what a mess that became. But yeah, we don't um, that. yeah it was bad. Um, that game was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, you mean it was, uh, you mean where I had to uh, $17 for a Modelo? Yeah, it's a little expensive out there. Well, no, but I was talking like the tickets. I was listening to uh, random cross promotion brag, whatever you want to call it. I was listening to Eddie House last night when I was at TV at NBC Sports Boston, and he went to Raiders Steel. He went to a game and he was talking about how the prices were obnoxious like 2100 bucks for seats like the cheapest yeah. get in was like 600 and change um because it's a beautiful what? stadium you get a hell of a hat like you get a hell of a halftime show i think it's oh, uh awesome. Lil Wayne a half I, yeah i know i mean it's beautiful it's a beautiful place to take in a game uh, and Jeez. obviously the uh they're like the fenway what would you rather do you want to walk to do you want to walk to Mick Morgan's on Route One or Rodham Ford, or do you want to walk to like the Luxor or MGM Grand or Aria? The or, you know, like no, no, the big uh, the sphere. sphere. I need oh, to yeah. see that thing. That is the one thing I need to go back to Vegas to see. I need I'm to see a thousand thing. percent planning a trip around whenever I see when whenever there's a band I'm reasonably interested. I'm dropping coin on that because I got to go see a show there. Those highlights from that U2 show alone, yeah, sick. Speaking yeah. of sick. We're sick people, and each and every week we try to tell you how you can wager and hopefully win your money on the Patriots Bet of the Week, sponsored by, of course, our friends at FanDuel. So time now for the FanDuel Sportsbook. Six rings in football things. Bet of the Week. FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Join right now. FanDuel.com slash six rings and take advantage of their tremendous, tremendous promotions. Heart, we are more up than down, more plus than minus, more positive than negative, at least with our wagers on the season. You got the Saints coming to town. Saints, a one-point favorite with an under over of 40 points on the game. Sir, your wagers for the people. Uh, well, I'm looking to move to 5-0 and in my Patriots picks on the season. And uh, I don't feel great about this game. This is the least um, faith I've had in my own picks through a month plus here of the Patriots season. Uh, because I think this team is teetering. I think there's some questions motivationally, talent-wise. How do they adjust to Judon and Gonzalez being out? Um, right. Some other 
kind of have a big injury report elsewhere? Does Riley Reef get back? Is that even an upgrade over Vidarian Lowe? Does it help? Does it hurt? How could it not be at this point? I don't know, because I've watched right tackle for the last 18 months, and it's been an absolute poop show, pretty much everybody they put out there. Um, remember Calvin Anderson? He was good. No, he wasn't. Verdarian no, Lowe? He wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, Where's Connor McDermott? He was no, a revelation late last Connor year. Connor McUnemployed right now. Um, so I'm going to go with the home team. You give me a point against a, a, an equally questionable football team that is kind of having trouble getting out of its own way, kind of having trouble utilizing its weapon. On paper, the Saints are the pick, like the fantasy football team. Wait, you have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara. Oh, Derek Carr is not that bad. He puts up numbers. He can put up stats. Like, But he's banged up. They're not playing well. People are questioning their scheme and their offense and the whole thing. Pete so Carmichael is a come under fire. Their play caller. The, oh, he's going to be local place right now. Local guy. He's coming yep. home. Uh, that's another comparison Two freaking local Massachusetts play caller, offensive coordinator guys who are coming under fire for not doing their job and getting the job done. And um, Billy O'Brien might be like, so about me and those rumors at Michigan state, tell me yeah, more. How much are they paying? <laughs> I, I can clean up messes uh, for the right price. I can clean up messes. Oh. I showed you that at Penn state. Um, <laughs> Patriots are a mess. Saints are a mess. Give me the home mess. Give me the point. This, I mean, this could be a one or a two point game. This could be a final possession play, Hail Mary, whatever game. I'm going to say they play conservative and I'm going to say if the Patriots don't turn it over, which they're not going to do, they win the football game by that much, that much. I'm with you a thousand percent. I'll keep it quick, tidy, clean, efficient. I'm going to go SGP, little same game parlay action. Give me. The New England Patriots on the money line at minus 108 and under 40 points on the game. I a thousand percent can see a 2016, 1916, like somewhere in the thir uh, mid to upper 30s. But I'm pretty comfortable that this is going to be another, like you said, long drawn out affair where the Foxborough faithful and all the Pats people are just waiting for that one big pass play. The one screen to Ramondre or the, the bubble screen to Pop Douglas that breaks off for 35, 40 yards just to feel alive again, just to feel a little juice. And that may be just enough against a dinged up Derek Carr uh, and a New Orleans Saints team that doesn't have their offense in gear as well, but doesn't give up a ton of big plays, especially and or at least not to a team that's a little offensively challenged themselves. So I'll go Patriots and under on the day. So I'll go Patriots. Give me 20 to 13, by the way. I do think the Patriots get to 20. That may be wishful thinking, hopeful thinking. And then my prop of the week, mm -hmm. I think both of these offenses are trying to figure out who they are. Um, I think they're trying to be really careful. And the Patriots defense is a question mark. What are they going to do without their top two players? Who's on the field? How do they adjust? So my prop would be first drive punt. That's Anybody, whoever has possession, the first drive will end in a punt because I think both these quarterbacks are being beaten in their heads. Don't F up. Don't lose the game. Just punt. So I took the SGP of Patriots and the under, and you took the FDP of first drive punt. Yep. Oh, go Pats has truly become well Pats. Where are we? Tom, the Tom Woe Pats, everybody. And we are a couple of Dukes of Hazard. Well, uh, there are predictions. There's our preview. There's our bets of the week. Thank you once again, FanDuel, for bringing this to the masses. And now in the back half of this podcast, don't forget, once again, tune in tomorrow. We'll speak with Nick Underhill of NewOrleans.Football and hear what the New Orleans people, what the Saints is saying about the state of affairs with the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and more, as well as what's going on down there. How dinged up is Derek Carr and what iteration of the Saints offense can we look forward to seeing 
on Sunday. But for now, Andy had a chance to catch up with our pal Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald this week down at Gillette Stadium. A good chat, uh, a hearty dialogue, and an honest discourse and discussion as to what the hell is going on with the Patriots right now. So enjoy this chat. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, FanDuel. Good job, Turp. Good job, Hart. Okay job by me. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Until the next time, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. It's the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Go Pats, and here's Callahan.